Hello and welcome to Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave. This is Phil speaking and with me as always, live and in person, Dave. I look at you the whole time. It's going to be <laughs> the most awkward recording session we've ever had. I'm really excited to have you here. This uh, kickstarting the, uh, you know, we're, we're right, right in the new season, trying new things. Yep. And uh, I respect the hell out of it. And I'm happy to have you here this I'm week. Happy, happy to be here. We've got uh, coming off of your shelf. Yes. 1990s. Presumed innocent. Presumed innocence. Yes. Uh, Harrison Ford, directed by our one of my favorites, uh, Alan J. Yes. Pakula. Didn't even realize that. That was a sort of a happy We're, accident because we had just spoken about him. Yeah, and it, it's certainly in our in in my best of uh, all the president's men was definitely uh, very high on that list. So here we are, yeah. uh, back with him. Explains why it wasn't that good. Ooh, just kidding. Awkward. <laughs> uh, um, kidding. No. So yeah, so we've got uh, Alan J. Pakula's. Coming off uh, the shelf again, uh, this time off of yours. Um, didn't, well, even, uh, didn't even know I owned a Pakula. <laughs> <laughs> News to me. It's a special thing. Uh, 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 so I'm happy to have it here uh, and be able to talk about it. Dave, why did you pick this movie and uh, why now? And uh, maybe above all, how, how has your week been? Well, how, pretty busy my week. I'll get that out of the way. Then we'll get into business. Nobody cares anyways. No, so really. Yeah, so it'll be just a quick uh, week's going fine. Uh, busy, busy at school uh, and such, but uh, no complaints, buddy. It's very cold out there today. Chilly. Very chilly. Um, yeah, I have this conversation with a guy at school. We don't really know each other. He's like, oh, it's cold out there. I'm like, um, yeah, it's unseasonably brisk. And then we meet up a little bit later, and he's like, oh, man, it's cold. I'm like, it's seasonably brisk. <laughs> I had nothing else to bring <laughs> to the conversation. Uh, still cold. Yeah, it's still cold. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's part of being a little bit older going to school is uh, you're trying to uh, relate to these youngins. So. You should just start dabbing every once in a while. Yeah. Just dab. Just dab. Or uh, maybe do like the floss. I've been told that uh, that dance move is a craze. Uh, the kids floss? are loving it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm 44. I floss almost every night. Uh, I just came from the dentist, and uh, yes. I should uh, floss more often. Yes. But, uh, You'd be surprised, like, the gunk that comes out, and realize if you don't do that for a few days, that's just building up. Building so up the gunk, absolutely. I noticed that when I started flossing, they've been right all along. <laughs> it turns uh, out. I have a lot less plaque. Yeah. Gingivitis. I, yes. I've really come Full circle. I had yeah. a lot of issues 11 years ago, and I've, they've really impressed with how far I've come. Well, this is the Dentist Association's favorite podcast, so I really am I'm, <laughs> I'm pleased that... Uh, you want to plug anybody <laughs> right now? Uh, the, uh, the ADA can uh, yeah. happily uh, <laughs> sponsor us anytime. Uh, happy to have it. Excellent. Well, Phil, um, this, this has been on my short list for just a brief few weeks. A uh, short list for a short amount of time. Yes, correct. Uh, I own this, I believe, on VHS, so needless to say, I couldn't find it, but I own it, and I really own it on Apple TV, and I do want to make a correction, actually. A couple of weeks ago, we did our best of review, and to ensure no one's confused out there, because I almost thought Few Good Men was off of my shelf. Remember that? Yes. When I came with the best movie, and it's supposed to be off your shelf, a few, oh wait, is that my movie? And it was yours. It turns out, yeah. I had to buy that movie to watch it. That's Actually, true. Actually, I didn't have to buy it. I could have rented it. But like for a few bucks more, I bought it. Yeah. But I claimed when we did that episode that I owned that movie. And I'm still sure I did. And I can't locate it. I even thought I had it on Blu-ray. 
which makes less sense because I wouldn't have given up Blu-rays at the the yard sale. Of course not. So it must have been on DVD, and I must have—I don't know—but I I do own it. I just wanted to clarify that because people are probably said, "Wait a minute, yeah, this doesn't add they up." They checked their records, yes, <laughs> the off-the-shelf wiki, and uh, turns out. But this one I do um, own again. I, it's right beside a few good men because for three dollars more, I could owned it. Uh, I could have owned it, and I'm thinking I know this movie isn't an action-packed film. A nod could happen. <laughs> I'd watched it well in advance, so I knew it could be more than forty-eight hours before I'd watch it again. Smart. So thank you. So I, I, I I'm, it's happily in my in my library. No real reason why I brought it out now, other than just having a good old-fashioned hanker on that short list. I thought I just realized we we went back to nineteen nineteen ninety Die Hard two. So I'm going right back to. I thought this was an older film, but right no. into your sweet spot, right into the home base. It really is uh, Memphis Bell. Yep. <laughs> we also have to. We may end up. I made a little note here, but we may have to change our uh, best of categories for next year with uh, best Bedelia. Because yeah. uh, this is a, yes. a, a you're going for a three P yes. here. We've now done more Bonnie Bedelia movies. That would be the only other actually that you brought that up. Uh, I chose this one after we watched the Die Hards. So like, oh, I, she was in this movie as well with Harrison Ford. Yep. I guess let's just just let's ride, just do it. Let's ride the the, the Bedelia wave as <laughs> as it were. Uh, I couldn't really. Uh, it's been a while since I watched it, so sure. I, I probably haven't seen it probably for about fifteen years or so. Yeah, but I recall enjoying it and i thought well i don't have a lot of movies like this and i think i, I liked it I, I recall liking it and this time around uh, i have some similar feelings around it but i'm curious to know have you seen it before i think you mentioned you haven't and what are your um what are your initial thoughts you know it's a strange thing dave i have not seen this movie and when i think about this time of harrison ford's career there were things like frantic and short list uh presumed innocent obviously and uh witness witness was the other yeah. one and i've never seen any all any of those i don't know why it was necessarily but he was not an actor that just that drove me to see his movies outside of indiana reason. i'm assuming because uh, that would have been in around 80 89 was yeah. the last crusade which I okay. hold, and you know, it's a it's an unpopular opinion, and it's based strictly on um, nothing, nothing really, other than I would say that that was it, it could be my favorite Indiana Jones movie. I've heard that before. Crusade seems to have a, a, a soft spot for a lot of people. It's three, one, two. Yeah, two is pretty low on the list from people recalling from from my recollection. What I loved about two was the gore and the horror of it, because again, I was a young kid that loved special effects. So yeah, Mola Ram ripping up. a heart out. Yeah. That speaks to me. But yeah. I was 10 years old, Summer of Batman, when Crusade came out. So it might have just been a sweet spot. But uh, anyway, this isn't the Crusade cast. But uh, <laughs> it was a, it was that uh, time. So anyway, he, he wasn't a, a, an actor that, that I was excited to see in anything really other than those action sort of movies. Yeah, because Fugitive didn't come out till 93. That would have been his Fugitive. next big that probably was, yeah. one after. And that was the one Indy. that I'd watched on that black box, pay-per-view, so forth, over and over again. So this was in that sort of murky-ish period that I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know much about it. So I had never seen the movie. I didn't really recognize and make the Pakula connection until I had to look it up and you know went to, went to watch it. So uh, I thought this movie was excellent. 
Interesting. Yeah, and you know, it's 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 funny. You to might like it, but I wasn't sure at what what tier. I have a couple of, of of points that obviously that maybe didn't stick as well as uh, as it, as it would have or could have. But I think at the end of the day, I was really quite impressed by it. I really thought his performance was excellent, uh, and I mm-hmm. thought the cast was, I mean, stellar. We'll obviously get into that as we yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, every time a new actor came on screen, I was sort of like, oh my god, I love this guy. Um, so it was really a, a nice, uh, a, a nice surprise, frankly, that it was uh, as good as it was and, and held up. I think uh, pretty well. I figured you would, at the very least, say, you know, that was, that was a pretty decent movie. I was a little surprised, a little bit better than I uh, than you you would have thought it may may have been. My, I did have a concern, please, with the nod, of course, this one, and maybe it's because I did. Uh, I said to my wife, "Well, let's let's watch this," but then I realized I realized early on, not because of the movie, but my eyes are already a little bit heavy. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I made sure I gave it another complete watch. Uh, but there are, you know, some s- spots that uh, could lend to a nod. So I was concerned. Uh, now you don't have to tell us if you did, if that was the case. No, I'd like to say I went through uh, no nods at all. This uh, this particular uh, movie. Good, uh, good. I chose wisely. Speaking of crusade, I chose wisely uh, when uh, when I watched it, and it held up pretty well. And I thought. As I said, I, I didn't know what to expect. I honestly didn't know anything about the story. I had never really heard about this movie, other than maybe mm. the box art. You know, obviously working at the video store, you walk past it. It's yeah, a, I remember a lot of gray, but so it's, was frantic. It's pretty generic. Yeah, similar, that, yeah. maybe that is another reason why those three movies that we just talked about, I feel like all blended into one movie mm-hmm. that I didn't watch. <laughs> so Frantically presumed innocent with no witnesses. Exactly, no witness Something at all. Something like that, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it didn't really connect. And so... When I watched it, I was, I was, like I said, pleasantly surprised. What really struck out to me, and I was curious, I, I I thought this is a movie, one of the things that stood out was that this movie isn't made anymore. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as you recall, I spoke of in my, in the Best Of episode. Uh, theater experience. The theater experience, of, yeah. a little bit even in our Thing episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love seeing movies in the theater, uh, as I mentioned, and of all types. And it's not just Marvel. It's not just comic books. It's not just big action pieces. And so I, I decided in, the, in a moment to, to look up the top grossing movies of 1990. Just for, okay. just for S's and G's. <laughs> well, we know Die Hard 2 is on there. Absolutely. I would assume that would probably be in the top three. You are two? incorrect. Really? Yeah. What else came out in 90? We're going to talk the highest grossing movie, Domestic Box Office. And we're not going to spend a ton of time on this. But the domestic number one movie of 1990 was Ghost. A ghost. Com- a completely original. No, not Ghost not, Dad, just Ghost. Just Ghost. Just ghost. ghost Dad, different type of situation. <laughs> uh, so Swayze and... Uh, Swayze, Demi, Demi Tony Demi, Goodwin, yes. uh, Academy Award winner, There's Whoopi Goldberg. third person in that movie? Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes, won yes. an Oscar for it. Yeah. Uh, so just a, a movie that is again completely original, as I recall. Anyway, a completely original IP. There's just a movie, mm-hmm. and it's top grosser. I Second, seen this, but yeah, go on. Pretty Woman. Oh, again, okay. That ninety one, yes. unique. Yeah, not a sequel. It's a big movie star movie. You got mm-hmm. Julia Roberts. Obviously, the other ones, yep. uh, Ghost as well. Yeah. Third, Home Alone. Yes, that was 90. Monster hit, obviously. Yep. Christmas movie. Managed Classic. to make that much money and still be number three on the box that office. That is impressive because, yeah, I assume uh, it didn't come out. It came out, I think, around yeah. the holidays. So pretty yeah. impressive all around. And for one of my all-time favorites that will come off the shelf, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
Oh, okay. The, the very first one, yeah, 90. Okay. Which I saw four times in the theater. Got you. Uh, uh, Hunt for yeah. Red October. This is a John oh, yeah. McTiernan movie that we love was so that, much. Oh, that was McTiernan. I didn't yep. know that. Number number first one of that, basically, oh, Clancy. Clancy. Yes, you know, with Jack, Alec Baldwin and Sean Connery. Jack Ryan. Jack. Yeah. Sh- uh, yeah there yeah, you go. Yeah. Alec Baldwin played. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Total Recall, six. Die Hard, okay. two. Number seven. Uh-huh. Driving Miss Daisy, eight. That's the best picture winner of that year. Okay. Dick Tracy, number nine. And Back to the Future, number 10. Presumed Innocent came in right behind Back to the Future, part three. Okay. Just a million dollars or so less. And then... Well, that's my point. That's, is, okay. Is that that's the top 11 grocers of that year. Okay, yes. There's a couple of sequels in there. There's a couple of comic book movies like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. uh, Dick Tracy, you know, yeah. maybe not the most popular IPs, but they're there. Okay. You've got uh, holiday movie in there as well. Uh, you've got the beginning of a franchise, so forth. Big movie stars, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Alec Baldwin, Sean Connery, right? These are the things that are driving movies. Mm-hmm. And... I decided, based on that information, I thought, well, I wonder what the look of the box office in 2019. We're going to skip okay. the COVID years. That's, that's fair. You want a, more of a... And we'll just look at 2019. Again, mm-hmm. we won't spend a ton of time on here. Sure, sure. What we got? We've got Avengers Endgame sequel. <laughs> We've got The Lion King remake. Yes. Toy Story 4 sequel. Mm-hmm. Frozen 2 sequel. Good Captain shit. Marvel marvel <laughs> obviously star wars episode nine jeez oh, sequel uh-huh spider-man far from home oh my god sequel aladdin remake of the live action of the animated movie uh-huh joker based on a yes. comic book it's a bit unique or a bit but mm. it's still based on an ip of yep. the joker dc so forth Inter- number yeah. 10 it chapter two so a sequel yeah and if we want to play just 11 for 11 We've got Jumanji, the next level. <laughs> so there's really not one original movie in that list. Joker would be the closest Joker, thing. Joker would be the closest wow. but yeah. thing to an original Jeez. idea. And okay. even that was a real riff on 70s Scorsese movies. Yeah. So I will say, though, that number 12, mm-hmm. just to break our own paradigm a little bit, but uh, <laughs> was a movie called Us from Jordan Peele, uh, kind of a horror movie, uh, completely What's original. What's short one word? I did get out. Us, nope. I mean, you know, yeah, okay. uh, get out's two words. So I'll give you. You're right. That. You're right. Yeah. Keeps uh, it very simple, though. Anyway, but that's it. Very and good. then after that, more sequels Fast and Furious. We've got uh, John Wick and so on. So okay. the point is just in, in, and that's not that long a time. Obviously, 30 years, you know, is, is, it's not long at all. Uh, it doesn't feel long, <laughs> I suppose. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. I hate to turn this podcast into things were were better when or what have you, but I just thought... Don't be that guy. I thought it was interesting by comparison. You're right. Because we're talking about movies in particular from 1990, and we're dealing with, again, the the, uh, the death of the theatrical experience to some extent. I thought, uh, this is a movie that would go to Netflix right now. Or maybe Amazon, or maybe even be like a five-part miniseries as opposed to a a two-hour movie. So TV has gotten better... I would say. Sure. But even TV wise. isn't TV anymore. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a completely different. It's a binging thing on, yeah. on, 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 a, on a streaming service. So yeah. uh, anyway, this movie, I thought for what it was at the time it was the, with a movie star. Again, it's another example of what movie stars can do. You've got uh, Harrison Ford, one of the big stars of the time, mm-hmm. uh, if not the biggest around that Probably, era. Yeah is able to pull in the 11th highest grossing movie of the year in a, in a courtroom drama. And that uh, impresses me. Yeah. And added to the things that I liked about this movie, which overall, as I said, yeah. was really quite 
Yeah, profound. Good, good stuff, good stuff. Um, what did you think of that, uh, the opening shot with the voiceover coming in? And it kind of came in on to the, uh, the juror yep. box, as it were. Again, I had no idea what this movie was. I didn't watch a trailer. I didn't read a synopsis. I knew nothing. I went in completely cold, completely I blind. That. I don't love a voiceover. We've talked before. I don't always uh, connect to them. Uh, I thought for what it was, and I, I wasn't sure if we were going to get a steady narration throughout the movie. I was a little concerned about that. Yeah. Luckily, uh, it was not the case. It was not the case. It just seemed to kind of bookend these, yeah. these things. And I actually thought that was pretty effective by the time it came around to the end of the movie. But at the time, I didn't love... I liked the idea of it. I didn't think it fully delivered. Yeah, I, don't I felt like there's something voice, missing. I don't think his voice is good for a voiceover. Mm. They tried it decades ago with uh, the original Blade Runner. Yes, I vaguely remember they, that. Yeah. They, uh, one of the versions of it, there were like five different cuts of that movie, but one of them was <laughs> was was Harrison Ford doing a, a voiceover, and it just sounded cringy. And this, I felt the same. I, I liked sort of the principle behind it, the I'm a prosecutor, and I am the... Sure, yeah. You know, I'm involved in the, in the process of mm-hmm. judging and punishment and so forth. And uh, I like that conceptually, particularly how it plays out throughout the movie. But the voiceover itself, I felt, was not delivered quite uh, as poignantly as maybe as I'd hoped. That's why he doesn't do a lot of voice work. And I don't know if he's ever done animated, Harrison. I can't think of one. He may have. Yeah, well, we're not going to find out. So, no, we're not going to spend uh, we're not spend gonna, on the time. Uh, but it could be why he's maybe he's been told that hey, you're not very good at this. But could be, could be. I don't believe uh, in his voiceover work. The the few examples I have, I have not particularly enjoyed it. So, okay. no, that's fair. I didn't even think of the voiceover itself. I just thought it spent too much time on the one shot. Now I can't tell you what other shot I wanted. Sure, I thought, do you go to the the, the scene of her on the on the floor and she's murdered, maybe, and then co- I don't know. I don't know what I would have done, but I went in there. It's like I just felt like and I watched it a second time, like, and I almost like, no, no, this is perfect. And I'm like, no, it's still. I think it's missing something. But again. actually, that's kind of one of the things I liked about it. I didn't have any problems with the shot because I thought, you know, there's a way to. Um. There's a way to, again, back then, I, I, I'll, I'll refrain from doing that too often, but there is something about the stillness of that shot. There is something about the slow push in on the jurors. What I kind of anticipated based on that shot was that the jurors were going to be a part of the story. Like, I felt like this is, mm, yes, you know, that this is a, a courtroom movie is sort of maybe what that first shot is telling me. It's talking about prosecution, it's talking about judgment, it's talking about presenting evidence and making a case and so forth. So I went in just from that opening shot thinking, well, this is this is a courtroom movie. This will be a courtroom drama. And while it does take place in the courtroom, it has nothing to do with a jury at the end of the day, which I thought was... There's a couple <laughs> kind of camera shots on them for brief moments, but is there, when they're, deli- when they're yeah. doing their opening... And exactly. closings. Exactly. Yeah, that's a bit. There's uh, no characters there. Uh, yeah, there's not like really that. any characters, and it doesn't really come down to a verdict in that regard. No, which it I thought, does not. Which I thought, again, this was sort of what the that shot would have led me. And, you know, I'm only just basing that on having watched a number of these types of movies over the years that it's the language of cinema playing in my brain. And I like that this subverts it because I like that I – and that will come up later too when we're talking about red herrings and things about who done it and whatever. 
there are ways that to watch a movie maybe based on the fact that we've seen or I've seen at least hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of movies that oh, I know how this is going to go. Or I know that the bad guy is going to be the good guy at the be- you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I start there's playing those so many ways you can do games. it. So. Yeah, there's only mm-hmm. so many. Now, I did try and turn that piece of the brain off, but I like that opening shot. And I like that they kind of come back to it at the end. I like that it's a slow push in at the beginning and a slow pull out at the, at the end. There's mm-hmm. something kind of poetic about the book ending of that. Yeah. But the only thing I didn't like was the voiceover. It, the voice, the literal, the voice itself. I liked the language. I liked the dialogue. I just didn't like the voice itself. Which is funny because we love when he's on screen with the same voice box. Yeah. There's no altercations to, to, to yeah. that. So I don't get it either. I guess Very strange. We just need to see we need to see him in the flesh. Uh, there's another good opening shot too. Now is that, you know, forgive me for those uh, that my geography isn't the best. Is that Manhattan that he's going to on the ferry? It's a beautiful shot. Yeah, I'll say so. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's Staten Island. I don't know. I don't think it's we're Canadian, that. so um, <laughs> no islands here. But it was <laughs> not at all none. <laughs> uh, barely any water in Canada. But I thought that was another a really beautiful, beautiful shot. Yeah, well. this is a movie that's shot by Gordon Willis, who I don't know. We've talked. I'm I'm sure we've talked about him before. Maybe, but his real claim to fame they called him the Prince of Darkness, and. And his work in The Godfather really is the is the thing that sets it apart. And uh, okay. though we haven't talked about that, I'm I'm pretty sure we've talked about Gordon Willis before. But the way he uses shadows, his cinematography in any cases in any movies are beautiful. And in this movie, I think it's great. There's a sequence where he's in the elevator with Dennehy, and Dennehy's yeah. kind of pissed off. He's trying yeah. to get him to work the case. And what are you doing? I got this election. Yada yada yada. But the way that that shot, they're both in shadow. The elevator's kind of coming down. Mm-hmm. They're backlit by the city. There's ways to shoot that that they're not in shadows. But he, you know, there's a specific choice. And obviously, the sequence, the sex scene, which we can talk about later, and a couple of other scenes in the movie, mm-hmm. really play the shadowy sides of things. And and he's just he's one of the best at that. So okay, the look at this movie is is pretty incredible. Yeah, I know, I had no I had no qualms with that at all. It's like it, it felt the whole movie certainly felt a little. Not gray, like kind of like the cover of the movie. Yep. yep. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of moments of, of brightness in the movie, but I think that lends well to basically the material we're dealing with. So it all works well there. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the opening uh, of the film uh, with those couple shots, just establishing his home life, I guess, a little bit. Uh, I do want to know at what point did you realize that was Jesse Bradford? Almost immediately. Mine was at the restaurant scene a the little bit later. Scene. Sorry, oh, okay. that's what you mean. Yes. Yeah. That's Sorry, because you don't really see much of him. It's not of his face. Yeah. It's kind of like a back of his head. That's right. Sit down. As, and as soon as I saw his face, I was like, oh. Yeah. And, and I, you notice Joseph Mazzolo. Joseph Mazzola. Mazzolo. No. One second, please. He. <laughs> well, I'll spare you the suspense. Please. He, so go ahead. He was Wendell. And his, as an actor, he is in Jurassic Park. Who was Wendell? He's the child abused. Is the, the oh, kid that's abused? The, the kid, whole, yes. Sort of the the whole case. Oh of, yeah, I yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, I realized. Very young a, Joseph Mazzola. Yeah, well, Jurassic Park was three years later, I think, wasn't yep. it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I knew. I figured he was somebody, but yeah, uh, Bradford was instant when I at the, yes. uh, at the dinner table, or the restaurant rather, and I'm trying to impress my wife. The guy I got, and she's like, oh, whatever. 
<laughs> you know, Nobody cares. Uh, and we were wa- my friends at work, and um, he's a guy we talk. He's around the same age, and we talk movies. He's a big diehard guy, Star Trek, all, all the Seinfeld. We have a, a grand old time with our trivia, no doubt. And I had mentioned Presumed Innocence, and he's like, "Yeah, it was a good movie. Remember that? Watched it. Yeah, like, cool, <laughs> awesome." And he was watching Barney Miller today. Oh wow! From se- I think it aired seventy five to eighty two. Yeah. And I'm kind of looking over his shoulder, just oh, and I notice the guy. I'm like, oh, Star Trek four, <laughs> transparent <laughs> aluminum. It was that guy from that scene uh, oh, in yes. Star Trek four, and he was really impressed with that. So we're always having that fun. Uh, notice this guy. Notice that guy. He was in this. Uh, he really enables that behavior out of me. Like oh, he was in MacGyver and uh, and so forth and so on. But that's was, a fun game. I love that game. It is. And we're getting to the bottom of the barrel when it comes to Seinfeld, where they've played two different characters in the series. Yeah, okay. We're yeah, now we're doing trying to cross it with Cheers and, and Frasier. But anyways, yeah, it's a good that's a great way to pass time uh, when you're at work. Yeah, he's uh, Jesse Bradford's an actor that one of the things that sticks out for me in this movie is that you've got Bradley Whitford, mm-hmm. you've got John Spencer. I love John Spencer. He's so great, and you've got Jesse Bradford here. All three are in West Wing. Bradford for for that's briefly, where Spencer was. Yes, pieces of time, but uh, couldn't couldn't place where I I knew he was in a series in yeah. the last like fifteen. He was also years. in L.A. Law, I believe, and whatever else. But but yeah, uh, I can see that. But that, anyway, so I I as a huge West Wing fan, I was really pleased to see all these actors. As I said, yeah. that I I didn't expect, I didn't know that they were in this movie. But Bradford's a movie, and I I'm not sure if I'll when I'll get a chance to take it off the shelf. But he was in a movie that I loved. With uh, Adrian Brody, directed by Steven, Steven Soderbergh, called uh, King of the Hill. Came out a couple years after this as well. Okay. Um, not nearly as big a movie as Jurassic Park was in 93. Uh, but a really, I thought, really beautiful movie. So uh, I think he's a pretty good actor, generally speaking. And uh, I thought he was, you know, he's good enough in this in this movie. doesn't have a lot yeah, to do. Was, but I thought yeah. Mozolo was really good as a child actor. I don't really... Yeah, Love yeah. child performances. No, that he was uh, perfect. But I thought they were both were, were good for those roles, for sure. Yeah, excellent. No, it was, um, yeah, surprisingly uh, pretty stacked uh, stacked crew in this. And S- Spencer, probably, for whatever reason, my favorite. Oh, yeah. He knows how to eat on screen. <laughs> like, that is, just like when I talk about smoking, yep. there's a way to do it. Sure, yep. Uh, 200 cigarettes, uh, obviously Bruce doesn't. A great job of it, but 200 cigarettes is like the first time they're doing. Or Dan Aykroyd in Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters one you stuck out, yeah. And I don't know what it is, but he nails that little scene where him and uh, Harrison are just sitting down at the pub, yep. and he's eating food and talking, and I'm like, I love this. I'm, I'm eating this up. I, it's funny, because I have a note that basically is like, this is the grossest eating scene <laughs> in a movie I've ever seen. Oh, no. He's, he's perfect in he it, but he's, yeah. not, he's not faking it, right? You, no, no. If you watch people eat in movies, it's often sort of like a little nibble, or even yeah. if you watch Harrison in that scene, he's just like a little soup. Yeah. Like, he's really not, like, because they don't... they. Do twenty five different takes of this thing. They don't want to keep eating and eating. <laughs> you could tell from Spencer's, uh, you know, physique. Spen- <laughs> Spencer doesn't give a shit. That dude is yeah. is eating it, and I loved it though. It's uh, it makes me sick a little bit to hear it, but <laughs> I was I was like, you're definitely going for it. I respect yeah. the hell out of it. Love it. Just feel uh, that level of authenticity that Absolutely. I like to have in the scene. So Absolutely, it was nice. So good job, Spence. Yeah, I thought the performances. I said pretty great all around. We'll get to to a couple other ones uh, later, but, uh, you know, Dennehy really is the sort of another fulcrum in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's another favorite of mine. I, I loved him really in almost anything. He was, he was in, um, 
First Blood, the uh, first Rambo movie that okay uh, played the bad guy more or less uh, in that one, and I thought this guy's got so much gravity to him, mm-hmm. and he can just he does. He, speaking of eating, he can just eat a scene like he's just so <laughs> so damn menacing, and just yeah. the size of him and the voice and the whole thing that that first sequence when he's you know frustrated about this election, he's putting the pressure on, and and he even kind of catches himself. Uh, talking about what a waste of a beautiful woman and yeah you know and all that kind of stuff political this is her end and but just listening to him kind of go through the motions of this election is pissing me off and and this the worst timing for this to happen and malto is left and you know all of the sort of the bits of business that are happening in the in the the office yeah Um, there's just like i buy that this guy is pretty high strung right now yeah i think he's well um fit the role very 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 well I have to tell you, I watched this a second time, and the uh, the closed captioning for whatever reason came on. Oh yeah, because I left it on because I find a movie like this is in that that group of of, of films where I can get a little bit confused. Yeah, sure. Uh, Nico Molta, and I think at some point I thought that was his name, Nico Molta. Like it's the same person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who's this guy? Who's that guy? And, and so I, I did find that actually quite helpful to sort of fill in a couple of, of question marks that I had about the movie. Yeah. Uh, because those names are very similar and like who's who. And there's like characters you don't see a lot, but you hear their name that's a lot. The, yeah. That's the thing. We don't see a lot of them. And then we yeah. they mention them all the time. They're, they're very really, important. They're driving the story really yes. in many ways. Yet, you know, when he's uh, accusing the the coroner, you know, and he's sort of like, oh, well, you got yeah. uh, Malto on the, f-, you know, and you're like, who, which one what? is he again? Yeah. Who's right. on second? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and this, speaking of the coroner. Yeah. Seinfeld, really? Yeah, when, uh, they're at uh, George is pitching his show to uh, Nakataki Corporation uh, in Japan and the oranges. Okay, I don't know if you remember that. Scene. Haven't gotten he's there the, yet. He's the executive of NBC, which is Nakatomi Broadcasting Company, like some nice. Japanese sort of. Yes, yes. So, anyways, uh, he was in that and many other things. He was a highlight for me. I really I liked him. this guy yeah. was great in this movie. Yeah, not that report. This one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, a very natural sort of. Yeah, you kind of feel like he's a, the he's, role. A, he's a that guy. He, yeah. he really, I thought I don't know. I didn't even look him up. I just thought I don't even need. I don't want to know. You don't want to know. I don't want to know. You this, don't like, know. what this guy is is capable of beyond this role. To me, he's that. He's been <laughs> pigeonholed into that, and I think yeah. he's perfect. Yeah. for that. Yeah. So again, that's uh, and then of course we have the return of Bonnie uh, Bedelia. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm wondering how she did. What your opinion was on when she had a little bit more to do and it was a little more integral to yeah. the plot. Maybe not on, on, at your first glance, thinking, well, she's, again, not really much in this movie. But mm-hmm. at the end, of course, as you know, she yeah. played a significant role. So how do you feel uh, she did, I guess, in comparison to McLean's well, wife? I'll tell you, I was worried again that she was sort of just the the sidekick you know Mm -hmm. there's not much for her to do in those early scenes but at the same time a little bit like ann archer in clear and present danger danger yes yes that's what i was thinking they do a pretty good job harrison ford in particular does a pretty good job of setting up family life yeah just as these little examples because Mm -hmm. again my memories of him growing up were things like solo and and indie where that obviously isn't a piece of that equation. You know, it's not about his home life or whatever. Yeah, it's and very I, similar to Patriot Games. And yeah, and I never present. watched those movies until you took them off You're your shelf. So yeah. 
Um, I introduced you to Harrison's family life. That's right. The, uh, the softer side. <laughs> and as a result, I thought, uh, okay, so I buy that this relationship is legit. And I have the family that kind of got some in-jokes and they're playing with the their history together and you know mm-hmm. i was never good at math and you know all this kind of stuff so i liked what she was doing i like her anyway i love parenthood which is what you know i'm, I'm most okay. connected to her with uh i figure she's in some five thing else parenthood because i hadn't seen her she seemed to be there for a few years and then yeah. she went on to other other things i guess or maybe she behind the camera i remember loving again around 93 4 ish uh, needful things okay uh, a Stephen King adaptation with Ed Harris and Max von Sydow uh, from mm. The Exorcist. So that's a movie that I don't know is any is really good, but I remember liking it a lot back in in ninety three. Means four. nothing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I've seen the guy who brought Halloween three off the show. <laughs> the past can be uh, deceitful, um, but anyway, I remember liking it, and she was in that. But yeah, so just not an actor that I know a lot of. But I, I was excited to see her have more to do, and I thought for the most part she did had at least a backstory. You know, Holly Gennaro didn't didn't get even a backstory, really, particularly in part two. No, she's really good at her job. Yeah, that's what we, we kind of get that. And Strong I liked her in, in Die Hard 1. I thought that she had more to do in yes. that than two, although than she was probably on, on screen more in two in a weird way. Which I think we both agreed those are the scenes we liked the least. Exactly. Not because of her. No, just, nothing to do. Yeah. So I like what she was doing here. And obviously at the end, I thought she delivered that last piece. Uh, I had issues with the last piece in general, but I thought that, uh, specifically, I thought her performance of that was uh, really good, and we can obviously get to it once we get to sort of closer to the end of the movie or what have you. But I thought, uh, as a performance goes, I thought she was excellent, and I liked, I liked that she wrestled with the emotionality of the, in you know, the philandering husband in a way that was. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked the couple scenes about in that that I really really liked. I liked that their dynamic. I liked the way that they interacted. I particularly was impressed by ford's emotionality from an actor again that i'm more familiar with the bravado i don't see a lot of that uh, and we talked a little bit with die hard with the vulnerability now that's different to me vulnerability in an action movie is is uh unique and interesting or at least was then uh vulnerability in a courtroom drama is comes with the territory. You know, there wasn't necessarily anything about like, oh, he's vulnerable. That's really unique. (laughs) I I thought more his performance specifically was interesting, not necessarily that he was vulnerable, if that makes sense. I think they really displayed that these two, there's some issues in their marriage. And it's not long before it's shared with us exactly. that he had an affair with a woman that has been murdered. I loved how that came out. Like, I love they didn't make a meal out of it. It caught me by surprise a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And just with them on the screen together, you could sort of get that they're not quite connecting, but you see the effort they're sort of both taking throughout the movie to reestablish the connection, especially with all this going on. So that's a kind of a tricky line to kind of dance on it. But I thought in general, considering how the movie unraveled and watching it again, knowing what has happened, I'm looking back, it's like, that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, I loved it. I honestly thought it was really interesting. The watching that that reveal, as you say, of you know, you've got there's 150 lawyers there, and they couldn't find a lawyer that didn't fuck her. You know, like the sort of the the that was completely unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> the vulgarity on this woman. Um, no, I just thought that was an interesting um, way to reveal it. I thought it was unique enough. Watching Ford feels so or shows so much 
sadness and again emotionality and mm-hmm. almost he's trying to hold it in but he yeah couldn't. and I, I really feel like he's riding that line a few times and i think when he does he just plays it pitch perfect there's a couple of other sequences where when he's looking at the photos when when spencer's character is revealing yeah. just the 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 tie up and so forth yeah the way he's sort of flipping through those first couple and then there's a look in his face just a glance very brief a, a blink, yeah. and it, it's subtle and it's really i think really perfect and that comes down to a lot of things obviously the director and the cinematography but really a lot of it is is performance and in that sequence where he's getting when you tells uh barbara uh bedelia's character that she's died and she watches on the news and so forth he's really overcome in that in mm-hmm. in, in that moment and she kind of calls him out on that you know you, she's dead and you still can't yeah get over it and so it really does as you say puts together oh we see that there's a, a history she knows about it but again doesn't tip a hand to anything that might come later mm-hmm. which i think is interesting they yeah. both play that line i was very, wondering very if you figured it out before no yeah i didn't the first time i watched it here's the fact obviously we're able to to spoil it if you you know i'm not gonna tap dance too much around it but the reality is we talked i mentioned earlier about you know language of cinema and kind of like just having seen a, a thousand of these movies thinking oh all right this is what's who, going down yeah who is it you know and, and you start thinking okay well it's spencer he's got he's the in he's he, he's that guy or it's the you know um dennehy is talking about uh, get me a bad guy. You know, he's so over the top. Anybody I just, need, do. I just need a bad guy. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. There's a part that thinks, oh, okay, well, maybe he did it to somehow, I don't know. You just start playing those games yeah. about, like, once I realized that it wasn't a courtroom drama, it started to feel like, oh, this is actually more of like a, you know, mystery, you know, quote yeah, unquote. Done it. Uh, a little bit of a whodunit, I thought. I, I, so, anyway, all of that is to say, I never really saw it coming whatsoever. I thought her performance was so good as the. Do- dutiful wife i thought their relationship yeah. was legitimate and, and so i didn't even allow myself to think it was her and i didn't think the movie tipped its hand too much in going that way which i thought was pretty impressive because yes. sometimes it's a little too easy or yeah. it's so difficult that you're like i i wouldn't have never suspected whereas this one i didn't suspect it but upon a second watch you go i see how someone could do there then the issue I have really comes down to the exposition at the end, where it's uh, we can get to that a little bit later. But uh, yeah, I, and I think was is there a point in this movie where you thought Harrison Ford's character Rusty could have done it? There's a couple of moments I thought. Yeah, you know, they reveal for a brief moment. Just a couple, you know, they do the photo thing, and he kind of gives that look that he's horrified by it. Now there's a way that says. I did it and I left. And now that I see what's left over of her, I'm shocked at what I did. You know, it, yeah. it, if that makes sense. Like you his know, brain the, just went completely somewhere else for just that split second. Murder, right? yeah. You hear that thing of, of uh, temporary insanity, yeah. or what have you. Because it does give you hints of that. That's possible, especially when they do the flashback. Yeah. And how we, we see him being a little obsessive. He's so obsessive. Like, his, like her ex husband. Yep. Uh, now, with that character, she's clearly, and I had some fun with this with my wife, she's a femme fatale. Uh, <laughs> now, you don't see a whole lot of femme fatales these days, uh, uh, especially here in Canada. Have you ever have you ever dated a femme fatale? Uh, no. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. I've <laughs> uh, never been involved in any plots, uh, murders, mysteries. Well, so I mean, forth. that doesn't have to be murder. But femme fatale is someone who just has that look and they can suck any man in. Oh, absolutely. And just I've control been... you and just bring you to your knees sure. with just a, a look uh, in her eyes. Uh, now, I feel like I have dated one. Sure. Uh, at least the Canadian version, maybe, of one. So a little not so intense. But, sure. But I feel like, yeah, I really, she had me right by it. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I will say, if, if we're taking it in that context, then absolutely. There's that, like, uh, it's like, yeah, it's like the one you can't uh, ever sort of say no to or... or yeah, you know. I, I've broken up with her, and like I, I like, please, please give me another chance. Uh, I look back, like, come on, <laughs> just like the ex husband. Sure, that that moment, it doesn't really matter how strong of a of a man you are, because he seemed like an established, yep, a guy, a successful sure. man, had money and everything, but she was able to basically bring him to his knees yeah. and, and sort of thing. And ultimately, so, I mean, she did that to everybody, and it yeah, seems, right. That yeah, she was had her, a track record her, for sure. Yeah, that was her uh, Spencer character said a few times mm-hmm. bad news bad news yeah because and she right. clearly had an agenda and 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 worked that agenda as best she could and when she didn't need you anymore uh time to move on i think um detective dan Lipranzer, i think which was lip he called him lip a lot lip. of the time yeah i think he may have been the only one that didn't sleep with yeah or maybe he did yeah. we don't know we don't yeah maybe that's yeah. the sequel no he knew she was bad news he's yeah, smart yeah, but sometimes it's the bad news that draws you in <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's knowing that there's the bad news that yeah. kind of gets you a little excited. Now that's that was played. I don't have any, uh, I don't have any history myself of watching Greta Scotchy, Scotchy, anywhere. So I don't know much about her to be honest with you. I, I, I actually, I when I saw the name, I was really surprised. Meaning, I had heard that name a few times, but I had no real frame of reference for who she was or any of that, anything like that. She didn't really get a. Uh, I mean, she was in some flashback scenes, uh, which we'll talk about in a moment because I do like the introduction of how they introduced the first flashback scene. It's kind of interesting, but yeah, I'm just quickly looking, and yeah, I don't see anything that. Uh, yeah, she wasn't definitely on any of my 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 sitcoms. No, uh, what was really beautiful. strange to me, I just wanted to say, that because her her introduction as the femme fatale, as you mentioned, and sort of that woman that can do what or get you to do what 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 she wants you to do i have never again probably based on the fact that i've never seen a lot of these movies with harrison ford i've never really seen him be sexual before yeah that was a strange thing for me i i don't know that it was not strange in a way that was like off-putting but you don't like his voice do you (laughs) i just thought it was interesting because he's got such a persona of Family guy. Family guy in other situations. Or too busy. Or busy saving the world. world. (laughs) I haven't seen any of that middle ground stuff. Yeah, because when he gets involved with Indiana Jones and Princess Leia. Sure, but there's nothing sexual about those performances, right? He's got a a woman around him, right? They fall for him, and he's a tough scruff, and he he puts a pretty good uh, wall up to kind of keep him at bay. There's nothing in the Indiana Jones movies that would indicate that they really like one another. They're just... the, The sun. That would indicate they had some sort of... I guess. Don't even, <laughs> that one doesn't exist, so it's tough to really think about. Um, but anyway, so that, I, I thought, you know, the scene in which they're, they're on the desk, and obviously that's the tail end of the, ba- of, the, of the flashback that we're about to talk about, but I was surprised to watch him chewing on a nipple and, and grabbing, uh, you know, yeah. a blouse and so forth. There was something about that that struck me as 
uh, unique. It just was a reality of this is the first time I've ever really seen Harrison Ford in a in a sex scene or in a love yeah. scene because generally it's not. It's pretty asexual generally. And I, I, reason one of the reasons I brought this movie off the shelf now that I think about it is we we just come we're coming off of the thing. Yeah. With how so great. The makeup of that oh, thing yeah, was pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty gross. Phenomenal. Let's just say it. So I thought, let's bring a breast out. Let's bring a breast in. <laughs> There's not a single woman it. in the thing, so you yeah. probably let's. Uh... Yeah. So I think it was a good time to bring in a breast, and I actually <laughs> forgot about it. It's not obviously sure. I, mean, I was just kind of kind of surprised, and I really appreciate when they do that when it's just a little bit, but it really helps the plot. Yeah, I don't know that nipple really helped the plot that much, but it definitely. Well, I, uh, disagree. I disagree. I think that's key. Just to give it'll us a prevent sense a nod it. every once in a while, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but to get to her a little bit, and the first flashback scene, I believe, was at the funeral. Yeah, I, yeah. which was interesting because he's looking at the casket. Yep. And then he has a, uh, goes back and pictures uh, recalls her just laying lying in bed and, yeah. and looking. So I think that was uh, an interesting choice. To, to show your first sort of flashback when he's looking at basically her her dead body. So yeah, I thought uh, I've been to a few funerals and that's not the first or even the typically not no fifth thing I would think about. Like oh yeah, I used to see her naked. But I think it makes sense in this context. I think it does. I think it proves he's his obsession. Yeah, I think it proves that he's it, still yeah. kind of wrapped up in her, which I think is ap- appropriate for the movie. And I think also there's the feeling if you want to spin it just the right way, there's the uh, I did that. I put her in the coffin. This is again before we obviously know the, the yeah. whole story, but this sure. is pretty early on in the movie. That's uh, something you could think. So yeah. there's the thing where I may have done that, and I'm going to focus on the happier, yeah, more positive memories because I put her in this coffin. And I, I like, never thought that, but I can see that uh, being again, maybe to, one of the goals of the. You have of to the close your eyes, turn yourself around three or four times, and turn the lights <laughs> off. But if you look at it, it's there. Okay, got it. I'll have to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Under those circumstances. One thing I don't understand is the whole attorney uh, DA's office and these people get voted in and such like that. I don't. Is that more of an American thing? We have that in Canada, how that all system is set up? Because I thought it was weird. He was able to go into her office and start looking through things. You think that would be taped off or you'd have to wait for the police to come in and fingerprint it. But he really just went right to her office and started going through her computer yeah, I, I thought that files. was interesting that her office was totally accessible, but yeah. her apartment later was under police tape. And yeah, so I thought that was a little I thought the odd. Same. But I, I don't know enough about the procedural processes of that. Yeah. I honestly don't know enough about the Canadian version of that to, to <laughs> speak on it, unfortunately. So. I don't think we vote for, for that position. We don't uh, have an election You vote on that? cancel people. You vote on things of that nature. And perhaps the, the teacher. I know we do the school board. Yeah. Trustees and so forth. Yeah. So, I mean, there is well, some municipal elections that may, should pay more attention. That yeah. may affect whomever is elected into yeah. these positions. Or at least, if not elected into them, appointed to them. But I don't know for sure. The only other movie I can think of that where this is a prominent thing is Batman. Oh, yeah. The DA. You know, sure, they're always absolutely. trying to get the bad guys yeah. in and, and, and things like that. Yep. So. I thought that was interesting, but yeah, I don't know. The, uh, so this is a public defender and a prosecutor, and a, you know, obviously there there are different roles and so forth. But uh, I don't know the Canadian equivalent in this particular scenario. Okay, thanks for that. Um, yeah, where where are we at, Phil? What do you got on? Uh, we got scribbled down on your notepad. I don't want to make sure uh, I'm <laughs> well, missing anything. I thought it was interesting. I'm, I I I haven't really referred to my notes too much in this uh, in person conversation. <laughs> 
I want to make sure we uh, maintain the, the eye contact that we so richly uh, seek out. Uh, but I, I did particularly want to uh, mention that the flashback was, I thought, well placed in the story. We're about 35 minutes in. Mm-hmm. And it, the flashback's pretty lengthy in the grand scheme. Yeah, you almost forget that. It's sort of a movie within a movie in a weird yeah, way. Yeah. But I like that it gives you a sense as to who she is and what that relationship is, as you said, and, and shows his darker s- sides of it. So yeah. I like that that's in there because I, I think it does kind of blur a line between what is or isn't sort of true within. Mm-hmm, but I also mm-hmm. think that um, we talked a little bit around how I thought it was a courtroom drama going to be a courtroom drama so by the time for about 20 minutes well we're about (laughs) an hour into the movie before the eyes kind of turn to him yeah and it starts to look more like he's actually going to be arrested for this yeah and i don't remember if i at that point i probably knew that he wasn't the guy um but i thought oh here we go now we're getting into this and i liked it's a bit of a pivot shift in the movie because at that point, we're introduced to Raul Julia's character. Love that character. He's so great. Yeah. And there's a great actor. I just love him. He's gonna great. He's great in a movie called uh, Moon Over Parador, which I love, which nobody's okay. really ever heard of. But nope. I like that have. movie. Um, he's uh, phenomenal as Gomez Adams. Uh, also, I think, from 1990. Yes. My, my friend at work, he, he when I mentioned maybe. this movie, when I mentioned this movie, that's the first name he said. Oh, it's phenomenal. Like, oh, okay. He's, oh, yeah, the lawyer. Oh, okay. And and then he explained, okay, Adam's family. That I recognized him, yeah. but outside of that, I didn't really. Uh, Kiss of the Spider Woman. The guy is yeah. pretty incredible. He's in a bunch of different things, obviously, but those are, are, are big hits. He passed I... just a few years after this movie. I think in 94. So he died relatively... It could be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he died uh, right after uh, playing M. Bison in the Street Fighter movie. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, that movie killed a lot of people, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My faith. Uh, um, Video but, game movies, for sure. Yes. Uh, but uh, I thought he's excellent. His performance is phenomenal. He's just a great actor. But I like that the movie kind of makes this turn. And there's a couple mm-hmm. of times in this, in those dialogue bits between or conversations between he and, and Harrison Ford that I really found myself connected to and captivated by. I really like yeah. the the breakdown of what's going to happen. I like that these guys know the drills. Yeah. At yeah, the times yeah. when when he when Ford is talking to Bedelia and he's talking about uh well I'm they're going to search the house. Uh, there's going to be a grand jury probably and if they find enough evidence I'm yeah. going to be brought this is in. why and this is why they don't find the weapon this they're not they're they, going to yeah they're not looking for the weapon because they have to tell people they yeah. didn't find the they weapon they really do a good job throughout the movie of yep. of making sure like he shouldn't even be on this case it's like well you can't be on this case his wife says to him yeah that's right she kind of busts conflict, him right away conflict of interest conflict of interest what but, are you even doing here but i mean we kind of sort of knew the reason anyways we didn't sure. need that but no but i like generally. that it called, i like that they address yeah. it yeah. Because as an audience, you're thinking, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Right? Like, you can't... We know this guy is having sex with this woman, and now he's in charge of the investigation. He can't he do that. He's trying to deflect out. He doesn't want it. Yeah, he tried. He right? tried, like, but... I mean, and then, but so then I he's like, character, you know. I like that she's kind of aware enough. And it also, if you look, I guess that's a subtle little hint of, like, she's been paying attention. Yeah. Right? To what, what, yeah. he, to what he's saying so. about her about his job or about all mm-hmm. the circumstances. You know, obviously it doesn't take any, uh, a genius to know that it's a conflict of interest, but it does show a little bit of she, I think, anyway, if you look at it from the second watch or third watch, that she kind of knows the ins and outs of what is or isn't uh, 
part of the protocols. As yeah, it were. yeah. And well, or and also shows to, to some extent because he's talking her through each of these moments that she's just a sponge for it. So when it comes back later that she's yeah she knows the steps because oh, she knows sure. the steps absolutely just being married to someone who's in that business yeah pick up a few so it shows those pillow things. talk as, yeah, as exactly it were. so I really like that that is all put together fairly early on and 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 again I really find myself connected to that type of scene where she he's explaining to her about what's happening or when later when Julia is talking about um with the with um. Uh, Malto and so forth in the room and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I'm gonna be the jilted ex lover, and they're gonna make a case because I was in her apartment. Yeah, and just I laying was, it all out. There. Laying it all out, and yeah. I, of course I didn't do that because so, I was not thinking straight. Yeah, I, right. <laughs> it was just, me. Yeah, and I, I thought like I didn't believe in that moment that he had done it because yeah. at that point I, I moved away from that. But I yes. really am connected and love the, just the the, the rollout of the process the procedural part of it yeah uh i thought that was a delivered very well but also just like i'm a sucker for that in a movie so i, I was right with it 100 percent. that was yeah. an exciting scene for me and something that's just dialogue what is your i think with the time that he, the he came in the movie Ra- Raul? Raul. yeah i can't remember his character's name but... um the lawyer that it it was a perfect time to inject a little bit of energy in the movie he was perfect for it he's just so well spoken he's so great and and charismatic in, in, a, in a certain way. And I think it was just a good time for that to, to show up. At a, we're at a point where this movie probably could have went in a different way and maybe lost some of the viewers. Uh, but with having him there, I think, was perfect time. I like, oh, yes, okay, here we are. It really, kind of, it, it really the tempo went up a little bit when he uh, showed up on this. Right from the, the point where they were sitting down having dinner, his first line is like, I know you'd rather not be seen in public yes but i think this is best you're gonna take the fifth amendment i yeah. know you want to talk and he's in the office with danny he's like he, don't say anything i know you want to say something and just he's really cool so uh yeah i thought he was fantastic in this role and and, and uh, i got nothing uh negative to say about him not sandy one. stern is the that's character's it i knew there's s's, s's to, be, yes. to be had yeah <laughs> yeah he's excellent yeah. I, I agree with you he doesn't i don't think the movie necessarily needed it but it definitely gave it an injection of energy yeah. in life as that like you said that character that actor can do and i thought the stuff that he's given to do and the fact that he show, shows just how on it he is and everybody in the room is a lawyer like everybody around anybody you're talking to is either a yes. cop or a lawyer or, so and and they're all at the more or less you'd think are are at least very competent people within their fields and so when they're talking you believe it because they're coming from an expertise so i find that very compelling and interesting and, and raul there's almost nobody better no no i yeah absolutely. i was completely captivated by yeah, him. yeah 100 he's very captivating what do you think about the whole story around the the, the b file now this this B file I like to call it the Penske file. It was pretty obvious to backtrack a little bit when he's in the office. It's right on his computer screen. It's just a giant blank line. So a yes. little on the nose with yeah. there's a missing file. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a little contrived or what have you. But I I don't know. I think they could have done a little bit better with that whole part of the movie. But what were your thoughts about the missing file and how that all? Worked in with Malto and uh, the judge. and uh, I hated all of that, to be yeah, honest with you. 
I, it's the weak link of the movie, and it, it strangely is the entire link of the movie. Yeah. You know, the whole movie is kind of predicated on this thing, but I found yeah. these two things that I, I found to be less than uh, compelling is the B-file and how it plays out, because mm-hmm. I agree, it was, it was kind of easy to find. Yeah. Puts them on this sort of path that doesn't really lead make much sense anywhere really yeah uh it connected other than connecting her to all these different people and Mm -hmm. places in some ways uh so again i think you have to have it because it's it is the plot i mean Joel backwards leon yeah it's a little little i would have figured that out and 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 also you know the fact that that ties into the judge i thought was really kind of a leap of uh Mm -hmm. uh just like a leap of logic, you know. Yeah. I thought, oh, the 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 judge too is in, you know, had sex with her, and that's even, a little much. It's a little uh, much. Now, obviously, if this is the case, then this is who she is, and she's kind of parasitic, and she's trying to glom on to clearly, whoever yeah. she can, and and get whatever she can a judgeship. Yeah. You know, uh, Dennehy kind of alludes to that earlier. I wonder if that would have satif- satisfied like, her yeah. judgeship, right? So you can tell that she's definitely playing. They're setting her up as a character that will play whomever is available to get whatever she can and yeah. even when she first meets Harrison there's that line where she says you don't like me very much because you think I'm here because you're pissed off that I was appointed because and it didn't go through, through the, the the proper channels, channels or whatever yes. yeah yeah and he doesn't really have much say to it other because she's probably because she's a beautiful woman he's okay with it yeah but generally speaking so they do set it up that she is kind of that lecherous kind of parasitic personality but I thought it was a little bit easy in terms of summarizing the the whole movie, or like by the time you get to the culmination of it, I thought it felt a little anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, something didn't sit well with that whole. Yeah. Whole, so, no, I did like what Raúl did with it at the end. He was able to sort of save it for me. With he was he was like I, the judge knew I could bring it out any time just to sort of. You know, and that's what really helped get the case dismissed. So yeah, it was saving grace a little bit at the end. With as I said, it, I think it needs to be there because it is the yeah. linchpin of the whole thing. So like you could put a little bit more probably effort into. I suspect this movie's based based on a book. My guess is that that is obviously a much bigger part of the book. But it's already a two hour over two hour movie, so maybe that's the thing. Yeah. So you kind of have to have it because it is you know, like a little tacked on I the think, whole but, thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I agree that I felt that's the one strangely, as I said, for something that is so integral to the plotting, it yeah. it it sat worst of anything in the movie. Yet I still walked away going, "That's a pretty good movie." Yeah. So I mean, so it's interesting to me that that this thing that doesn't so important that's pretty important to the whole movie itself doesn't ruin it. Doesn't it's ruin good. it when it's sort of a little easy. Yeah. Um, I'm, a little, I'm happy to hear that it didn't. Ruin I didn't. Your I mean, again, looking back, I, there, the, I had problems with it overall. I think it was the fact that it connected to the judge that was my bigger issue. I thought, because the judge is, is picked at yeah. random. Yeah, which, which we right, see. There's that scene. That's so, a thing. So the connective tissue, I thought, was a little easy. And, and that's maybe my one. One thing I will say about that, too, is again, like Raul saved that for me with his explanation of what the judge was going through. Mm-hmm. He was going through the divorce. Dennehy reached out to him, got him back yep. on the straight and narrow. So, again, it was Raul who sort of saved the whole judge thing along with the B-file for me, which made it passable uh, for me. Because I didn't really like the fact that he was involved. I love him in Star Trek 2 
Wrath of Khan. Paul Winfield, absolutely. Absolutely. Terrell. Terrell. Kill him, Terrell. <laughs> yeah, I so saw that. Just like in that movie, he's a little weak minded. Yep. <laughs> susceptible. Yeah, very susceptible to bribes. <laughs> <laughs> this time he didn't have anything inside his ear that we know uh, of. Uh, that we know of. I guess the femme fatale could have put it there. <laughs> That's right. We don't know. What I like about the femme fatale character, and I don't know if this is because you're just, you really laid into it to w- how parasitic she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's this whole flashback scene with her trying to help out that case with the kid from Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah. And I feel that, for me, that felt right. It feels like this type of woman, despite all these negative qualities, there's one good thing with her. Mm-hmm. She's trying to help out. So a, there is a good cause yeah. within that person. And I think that's what co- sort of makes her that femme fatale. Is she's not just pure bad news. Is sure. that's, but there is something, yeah. like, a good quality in that woman that gives her another level of complexity. And I thought yeah. that they, they really addressed that uh, and did that quite well. Yeah, I think that's fair. I like those scenes. I like all, all those things, all those scenes that she has with, with Joseph. I like the fact that they're working together and you sort of see the blossoming of that relationship because, you know, you're working late and you're, you're working on this case yeah. and you're doing your best to work in the case together with, with that is what really, it's, it's solidified. Really turned them on. Absolutely. <laughs> and she even says like, this is going to be so good. Yeah. And that's like, like yeah. it's been, and she knows, right. She knew, yeah, she, is she herself was predisposed oh, yeah. to this. She knew the the trajectory of this relationship. She knew going in and was happy to. Yeah. to uh, now, was, was that the reason why he got her to help her with the case? I think that's the reason why or she just the, got him to help her with the case was for just sure. so she can get close to him and kind yeah. of yeah. Because yeah. I think she's thinking, well, he should. Harrison's character should really run for DA, mm-hmm. like yep. for Horgan's and job. Can, yep, and, and once yep. She was convinced that he wasn't going to do that. She broke it off. She broke that it was off pretty quickly. made pretty clear, very clear, and yeah. jumped right to Dennehy right after. Because, oh yeah, oh, he might win. Yeah, that time frame kind of like uh, he might win re-election, in which case she gets to yeah. be where she needs to be, and so forth. And I yeah. mean, there's that sequence as well when he goes looking for down to the for Leon. They've got the uh, the cops there, and like, oh yeah, she was asking about you. Yeah, right. Yeah. So again, yeah. she's playing the angles. You know what so. compliment I don't like? It's that scene. Nice set of lungs. Well, you're an ex-smoker, so you're, you're never going to hear that. No, no. <laughs> no one's ever going to no. compliment your lungs. Black as the day is short these days. <laughs> uh, I just don't like that as a... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's long, It's not lungs. <laughs> no. It just doesn't... I don't they're know. boobs. It, yeah. yeah, they're boobs. They're breasts. <laughs> you just say it. <laughs> I think it's just weird yeah. to say yeah. because the lungs are on the inside. That's how you know he's going to be a good cop. You, know? you never forget <laughs> yeah, to bra size is what they say in that Absol- scene. Absolutely. Another funny thing. Yeah, I. Uh, but I, I do enjoy – I liked more or less the trial. As I said before, it was a bit of a surprise that it wasn't the culmination of this story. What were your thoughts of the actual trial as it happens? Because at this point – yeah, they've got their evidence, as it were. They're presenting it, and I think they do drop a little bit of the early stuff about how Dilla Guardia is mm-hmm. a little inept, yeah, and Malto's a little inept, and like you know, all Very, these sort a lot of, of ineptness going on there. So they do kind of set up that these guys maybe aren't the greatest of uh, you know political animals, yes, but maybe not yes. litigators and so forth. So For they sure, do definitely. set up some of the mistakes that are made. But what are your thoughts on the trial overall? And this includes obviously performances of that, but also just how it unfolds we talked about yeah the easiness let's say or the tacked on bit of the b file what are your thoughts around the glass and the how they handle all of that that's a very good question this, this is there's 
it's, it's a very key part of the movie. Uh, when we get to the, finally get to the courtroom, I'd have to say again, I don't know how accurate it is. I I I felt they were a little bit liberal, maybe the judge. Some of the dialogue that the uh, the judge was delivering might have been a little. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe not realistic to what we'd see in a real court. Uh, a little bit uh, casual, mm. maybe, yep. but, but maybe not. I, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I got that. I don't think a judge would say that with that tone sure. or that like approach. Like certain conversation. Like, oh, yeah, yeah it make it almost like pretty personal yeah, I get between you. everybody. Yep. But I think uh, from a entertainment point of view, I, I liked it, and it was well-delivered, and uh, and the performances were, were pretty bang on. The glass thing, I actually liked the whole glass thing. The fingerprint thing. I felt uh, maybe I'm comparing it to the B file. Sure. So I felt compared to the B file, uh, it all sort of made sense. You mentioned the ineptness uh, uh, or ineptivity. Um, ineptitude. Ineptitude. That <laughs> yep. Ineptitude uh, of of Malto and um, Nico. I think yes. Yep. That I can see that happening and the confusion with changing. Uh, lip uh he was no yep. longer no longer on the case so that sort of pretty much made sense to me uh so i did like that i was never sure uh, uh, rusty always i always felt was he actually there that night he seemed confused about the glass but never come out and said that it couldn't have been the gl- my glass i wasn't you know yeah. it makes sense to you so i like the mystery around that performance wise i really liked everyone's performance especially raul uh with the courtroom I liked when they were working on the case. Uh, there's nothing really I didn't like. I, I, I didn't remember about the coroner, mm-hmm. about his mess up. Yeah. That seemed a little bit lucky. Yeah. But that happens. Sure. So I can I can get on board with that. The, a lot of weird things can happen inside the court. So I did like the arguments they had with, we should, this should not be uh, allowed. Yeah. Uh, this should not be, this should be. So I like that sort of, Back and forth between the the offense and the defense to keep it in <laughs> simple sport terms for me. Uh, what about yourself? What do you think about the whole uh, sequence of, of yeah, the courtroom? Generally speaking, I liked it. I liked actually. I liked Paul Winfield as the judge. I, mm-hmm. I I I wasn't sure. I mean, casual or not, I'm not a positive. But what I do, what I did like about it was how specific he was with regards to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will allow this evidence to be in, but recognize that. Though it is just test, you know, though it is testimony, I want the jury to know that it is only testimony. There is yes. no evidence, you know, that it is circumstantial, you know, whatever. Spoke very clearly. Yeah. Yes. So I like the, I like, I, 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 again, it's not, it's not something that you often hear. Uh, we talked, you know, the last sort of maybe courtroom drama we talked about would have maybe been the la- a few good men. A few good men, which I did make a quick comparison where in this movie, Harrison's character and um, the woman, forget her name. Uh, and Greta Scatchy's character, yeah, yeah, Caroline, Caroline, Caroline. Uh, Take it again. They. So I thought when we talked about a few good men. It did pop up in my mind a little bit. And one thing we we kind of commented, if I don't, rec- if I do recall, is the fact that Tom Cruise and Demi Moore's characters didn't sleep together. Mm-hmm. It was completely unnecessary. Yes. Where I'm thinking in this movie, this has to happen. Yeah. This affair. Obviously, it's different because they're not working together. It's a completely different dynamic. 
uh, but it just reminded me of what's necessary in a movie and mm-hmm. what's not necessary in a movie. Sure. Uh, so I'm really glad Few Good Men did what they did. And I'm glad, yeah. obviously, uh, what they did with this. So yeah, I thought the judge kind of the 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 connective. I was just thinking about the judge in A Few Good Men, where he talks about how when um, when Cruz is asking for a little latitude with mm-hmm. the case and and yeah. the judge says always a very latitude. little attitude like i'm yeah. only gonna if you do this much because winfield kind of does something similar yes he does uh, yeah. when he says you know and and then malto is sort of hey you off you said we were gonna be okay and he, well that was before you made a fool of this and you didn't have this and you didn't show yeah this. after and, the corner thing is yeah like, oh, so yeah, i like again. and you're gonna you know fabricate uh, the, the fabricate evidence with the with the corner so there are a lot of things about that i really like the courtroom scene how it played out generally speaking i really was impressed by it i was captivated by it i was interested yeah. in it and i thought that it didn't drag on too long i thought mm-hmm. it was you know pretty succinct so i really enjoyed most of that the stuff my biggest issues with this movie strangely is everything kind of after the 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 trial yeah, once it's dismissed, dismiss. and just to touch on the dismiss part, of course. When I watched it the second time, I was really focused in on the movie. I was, you know, eyes were glued to the screen, locked screen. in, locked in, had the subtitles up, and the way the judge uh, spewed out all that about why it's being dismissed, mm-hmm. I thought I believed every hundred percent, and that I was worried about. I kind of didn't really the first watch. It might have been, you know, I was not quite there. I was a little bit sleepy, so I didn't quite. Oh, I don't remember. Anyway. Uh, I thought, yeah, yeah, he, they got nothing. The got way nothing. he's saying it, yep. uh, it's all accurate information. Yep. And this is not going to trial, therefore, perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, there's no reason to send it to trial because there's no evidence to, yeah. to, to. And you can't try the same, the same man twice. And sure. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, now we get to the last sort of. I'm surprised that there was, and this is the thing. I'm watching it and I noticed there's. You know, I don't really pay much attention, generally to speaking, time. to yeah, the time. Yeah. So to me, it's a bad habit. We're wrapping up. <laughs> this is it. Trial's over. You're gonna get a court. Maybe a, on the stairs. You're gonna get a scene. Uh, you know, congratulations. You don't know who did it though. Did you? Did, were you curious of? Did you want to know, or were you okay with just? That's I, it. I suppose I knew that they were gonna have to tell us who did it, but I wasn't all that invested in the in the who done it part. Because to me, I felt like uh, I knew it wasn't him. Yeah, and I didn't think the movie is. They don't present Carolyn as somebody, maybe that you need to know who killed them. If that makes sense, I know. Sadly, that, yeah, like she's not much. As long as she's dead, that's the what matters. <laughs> you just want to make sure that she's dead. Yeah, they talk about her as a bad deal and a, you know bad news, bad news yeah. and uh, parasitic nature and wants mm-hmm. to glom on to whomever and yada yada. So they don't really speak to her in glowing terms. So the fact that she's dead obviously is it's not nothing, but it's I felt like it wasn't in such a way that I needed to know who did it. Mm-hmm. Strangely, yeah, um, I can see that. So by the time it ends, I mean obviously I knew that lo- logically I knew that there were there was more story to tell. Yeah, they weren't just going to put up on the screen. Uh, in words, by the way, it turned out it was just... Jim did it. Yeah. Uh, it was just some guy that she had put away. Exactly. It turns out it was sort of what they thought yeah. initially. Exactly. And so I knew there was more to come, but I, what mm-hmm. I was most surprised about was how it went from basically like just long dialogue sequence after long dialogue sequence. So you get mm-hmm. Raul and him, which again is a scene when I th- talk about it, I really liked. I liked 
the scene. Like we talk about this tonight. Yes. And that's and it. And never Agreed. speak of it again. I just love that yeah. the phraseology. I love the yes. language of that. I love no, his delivery it's of it. <laughs> it's, it's just like this guy is perfect yeah. for this role. 100%. And so that's the note I have here, which was just that line. Tonight we speak of it. Yeah, I love that line. Uh, and never <laughs> like, again. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's talk all night. But So I like that. I just felt like it's so much. It felt Bondy, and I've never watched a Bond movie, but it's what I know of a Bond movie, uh, or what I imagine. Yeah, a guy who hasn't seen them, exactly. yeah. But sure. what I, what I, what I seem to imagine of a Bond movie, which is that sequence, it's like the multiple joke evidence the time, here, but yeah, it's the it's the guy that the villain who's tells him his whole plot. Now that you're tied up, yeah. <laughs> I will tell you, I'm going to take over this city and I will fly this plane at this That's time. It's not just it. Bond, but yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking it's about. It's attributed yeah. to that type of storytelling. Sure. And yeah. so this one ends, and for the basically the last 20 minutes, we get the explanation as to what happened and why the judge dismissed the the case. I like that. In addition, you like that. Well, the Raul? The Raul uh, part, I do, because I, maybe it's because he's delivering exactly. it. I like him and yes. I like that, but I felt like this is convoluted to me. You know, oh, he was an ex. He fell off. He, was, he fell in love with this woman, and he was a judge. He was suicidal. He's got you know, her, her, her yeah. There's like okay, like there's a lot of information there that I think relatively unnecessary, but I'm happy to take it because it's Raul. <laughs> he's doing so well. Yeah, I know. But I don't know that we need an eight, you know, five, six, seven sure, yeah. sequence of that. Yeah, and then it down, yeah. I, you know, we go back to family life. Things are normal as they can be i as suppose they can be. yeah and then the discovery of the hatchet or the you know yeah. one object yeah i thought i kind of rolled my eyes a little bit at the at the at the reveal of that sure but now well, at the time though i uh-huh. thought did he do it yeah that's what i'm going to ask you yeah. <laughs> you know i thought and he's like oh yeah i did it i forgot i did it <laughs> yeah here's or, a reminder that i did it or is it like one of those um weird you know weird but those like thriller moments where it ends with he still got it, and like a smirk, you know, appears across his face, like that's gotcha sick. kind of thing. Like yeah. I've seen movies that it kind of yeah. do that. And Harrison I thought, would never. <laughs> and that's the thing. I was like, that seems a bit dark for a Harrison Ford. Yeah, movie, but then again, but we never saw him, you know, doing exactly. So like stuff, maybe this so. is changing things up, right? Yeah. So anyway, I for a split second was like, is this that? Is that what you wanted? Is that I did kind of want it? Yeah, I can see that. I think I did want Sicky. it. Sicky, just <laughs> like a little zoom or a little wink to a to the audience. I, like, I don't think I would have believed it. I I'm, I don't think I think it would have been I was like no way after everything we've been through. That's fair. There's no but, evidence to really lead to that yeah. reality. They haven't set up a split personality or something like that. Like yeah. I, you know, it, it would have had to put leap. something else yeah. sort of in there. Yeah. And like oh okay, yeah. But for just a split second, I thought oh, yeah, man, I did too. This could be interesting. Yeah. And then I really, I really started to lose it a little bit because he's washing it. He's I'm washing thinking to myself, you don't need to keep this. This could have been thrown away a long time ago. Yeah. Right. Put, put in the, you know, like they throw the the glass. That's another scene that right after that. Yeah, you, and, the, and throws that. You get Raul explaining his side of the story, and then you get Spencer's character Lip talking about how he kind of got away with, like, with. Yeah. And he sort of thinks he did it a little bit. Yeah. But the whole thing around. <clears throat> the whole thing around this glass and that seemed also really pretty contrived. They miss. They do set him up. Like I think it's Spencer just delivers like it. Where I'm, I'm okay with I'm, it. I'm with all of it. I want to. Be, like I'm in it. Yeah. But in hindsight, and uh, particularly around the second watch, I'm like, okay. Like so, not only do they draw the right judge out of the handle that happens to be connected to the woman. How many judges are there? Like how many? I don't know. But 12? and then this glass, which has been really part of the story now for yeah an hour and a half or an hour and twenty. 
this glass magically appears. They put it in my desk. No one asked me. Like, okay. Now it does follow because these guys are presented as idiots, right? The, yes. the, the, you know, the incoming uh, DA or, you know, and they're switching offices. Over. So uh, there is some value. I, I'll, yeah, which I'll wouldn't actually it. happen in real life. When you lose the election, you're not immediately out. Yes. There's like a two there's month a, thing. Yeah. But anyways, there's that's a, okay. So those are things where I think, okay, there's, there's some contrivance. And then we get to the house and then we get to the reveal. And, I think the 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 biggest thing I don't like in this movie is the Bonnie Bedelia delivering the line, I did it. I fooled them. And she's talking about And she's yeah. saying, They accepted my dissertation. I was like, this is like the most heavy handed dialogue mm, in a yeah. moment. And it's I didn't even know what was coming after that, but I just thought like at that point I'm like He's washing the thing. Oh, she did it. Oh, no, she didn't. Oh, she did. No, I knew that she did it at that point because I thought that the line was delivered so maniacally. Like, it, did, yes. it didn't feel natural. Just like, she didn't come in like, I did it. I fooled them. It just felt exactly. like she was like, I did it. Like, I don't know. There's something yeah. really, like, maniacal about her delivery on that line. I agree. I, I, that's why, what was the point of yeah. saying it was about the dissertation, that's which it. I don't even know what a dissertation is, but some people make it a career out of it. Your thesis. Uh, yeah. You write your PhD. You kind of write your... Yeah, I can't do that. Uh, my ex, uh, as you may recall, uh, yeah, she's, dealt with that. Yeah, um, she dabbled. What I will say is... There was another split second. So the reveal of him as he sees it and looks at it, there's a split second thought where I think, did he do it? Second to that, mm-hmm. there's a weird moment. Again, I allow my brought my brain just to just to free flow. Yes. Where he's washing it, she comes down, and I'm thinking, were they in on it together? Oh, I never thought of that one. Like, did he know before? Yeah. Like, is this a thing? And yeah. then obviously that could have worked if they six sensed it. I know you hate that movie, but if you can, if they turn out they did it together, yeah, they would have to have given us some clues yeah. throughout where we would have to look again. And say, okay, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I get it. But they don't have anything to gain by doing it together. So, like, I, I looking yeah. back, like, there's nothing really. Yeah, the motivation. It'd be different if she was the obsessive one, mm-hmm. and so she, fine, like, to let's get do her it. Off the guy, you know. Yeah. Like, and there's this thing, but there isn't that. So anyway, in the end. I thought her delivery of the explanation, I just thought the explanation was like, do we need... table? Yeah, the kitchen table. I thought, do we need this, generally speaking? I thought it was a little long for that, because at that point, I felt like the movie's over. Like, we... we, I felt I was kind of done with this story, and once it was revealed that it was her, I was like, okay, I got it. But I will say, her performance of that, I thought was excellent. The delivery was good, yeah. And I loved... Destroyer destroys. Just like we talked about how earlier, how I mentioned that I loved Harrison kind of talking us through the case that they're going to make. Yeah. I'll be the crazy ex-lover. She's going to, right? Like, thinking straight. Step by step by step by step. I liked that her rendition of what was happening was that. Was they, yeah. I imagine a fever, you know, a, a, a woman lonely, so upset that her husband was more upset that, you know, like, and really playing it out, considers suicide, but then has a dream, and then will you know, and yeah. really step by step, as you said, the destroyer becomes the destroyed, and yeah. and uh, that's something worth living, you know, destroying yeah. the destroyer that becomes something worth living for. Sick, so that yeah. gives her life total sicky. <laughs> um, so really, I loved the scene. I just thought 
maybe it's a little tacked on. But as I'm talking about it, I'm like, no, no, I really love that scene. So maybe I'm taking it back. <laughs> I really like that scene. Best part of the movie. Yeah, I don't know about the best, best part because I just thought it was strangely, like, strange um, tempo. Like, just that it, it yeah. really kind of stops dead for this sort of three-minute monologue, really. Yeah. Um, but Just after it looked like they were getting back to regular life. Yeah, then, but I loved yeah. it. I thought it was excellent. What are your thoughts on, 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 on those three? I know we've talked a lot, but those three exposition kind of breaks. We talked a little bit about... You yeah. like the glasses thing. What do you think about Bedelia and that reveal? Were you shocked? Uh, not this time because I'd seen the movie before. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I do recall being surprised. There, again, I had the same moment where, oh, I think, did he actually do it? Yeah. And then the whole, oh, I did it. And that didn't fool me. I wish they would have, she would have had a, a different did it sort yeah. of tone. Sure. To make us kind of wonder a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, I'm mixed on it too. Uh uh, I don't. I'm trying to think of what would be an alternative ending to this movie. Are we in this corner now? And no, I, I think generally, I have to say, I generally wasn't a huge fan of it. But like yourself, I think the performance uh, tells me that you know what? I think it's okay. Yeah. Okay. I think she makes up for the fact that I don't know. I'm not sure. I like where this movie went at the end. And I'm still, I certainly wasn't like completely on board. Like, oh yeah, this is, oh wow, what a, what a finish. Yeah. Like the, the fourth quarter, two minute warning. What a, what a way, what a great way to finish off this movie. Yeah. I'm, 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 flip, I'm flipping, I'm flopping on it really, but I think I can't deny the performance. No, the performance is pretty excellent. One of the things that strikes me and I, 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 it really struck me the second time I watched it because it's it's kind of been ruminating in my brain ever since and, and and one of and the two things that comes out from that sort of monologue that speech is how he'll that she did all the bad stuff right the the she did some bad things ba- barbara <laughs> was bad news yeah uh but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah did the murder and yeah. as she's explaining it and kind of giving her rationale for set it up her so husband forth, too for it that's the thing and he, she knows that he'll get off, but knows that she has a line where it says that he'll have to live with, or he'll always know that it was her. Yes, which is why she left the murder weapon. Yeah. Because she would have, could have got rid of that and I he would never have known. That's fair. That is clarified in that. part of the, her mission is yeah. to know you cheated on me. And but you made me do and, and fuck you for doing that yeah. a little bit, right? I have to live with with that. No, he has to live. Now with you this. have to live with the consequences, which is and that's pretty bad, pretty dark. Yeah. And I, I when I first saw the movie again, I was saying I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit. I thought it was a little too. Ah, just I don't need this wrap up. It's quite dark now that I think but, about but it. The things that I'm thinking about post that is yeah. Jesus. That is dark as as hell. Once you let it sink in and you yeah. kind of picture their life for the next 20 years yeah. living with that and yeah. and she obviously didn't he didn't um turn her in because of the son can't take away the mom. Yeah. And then that speech okay. so we get so her delivery of that I thought was really excellent. His I, tear? His tear his yeah. like cuz he's again he plays that emotion a couple times where he's wrestling with his, the loss of 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 uh the the femme fatale. The femme fatale. <laughs> and as well obviously now with this case with his, with his wife. But I so the darkness of that speech, I'm like that ha, that has resonated over time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and his voiceover at the end, where he basically talks about how the judgment 
and the you know he kind of basically calls yeah. back his first bit yes exactly but from a different perspective from mm-hmm. the perspective of like i this case could never be tried or could never this but i still live with that judgment i still live with that yeah um i don't remember the exact lines you should, but, play, you should play the beginning and, go, and then play the end right yeah sequence yeah sequentially. and you sort of realize that in the two hours it's sort of similar lines but just enough of yeah. a difference and 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 again addressing the fact that he's living with this and will live with this and the case will remain closed because it's not worth yeah taking my you know my the mother away from from yeah, my son from bradford but uh anyway i thought it was really powerful and again the more i talk about it the more i'm really it sinks in yeah. to what their life is like and obviously with the, his falling out with denny his career is obviously in limbo, probably. It's it's Although he is clear, he's innocent. Yeah. Um, you, the fact that you've gone through it does affect your career, probably to a yep. certain degree. So, I I feel like it doesn't give you the time. It just it's over, and then and then almost like your brain just stops. But if you continue, yeah, to play this movie in your head, you realize how dark it is, and and their future is basically almost a life sentence. Yeah, a little to bit. Degree. A little bit. As I said, I didn't necessarily feel it upon the first watch, but the second it stuck, and now as again we're talking about it, that is definitely something that's resonating. So it's the impact of the femme fatale, buddy. A little bit. It'll <laughs> do you every time. Um, so yeah. So I, I think um, it's a pretty powerful ending now that I think about it. So uh, so really, it's just the B file you don't like at this point. Then. Turns out the B file. <laughs> I didn't like the glass. Like I said, some of the conveniences of, of yeah, there is of, a few of them. Of the yeah. way to sort of wrap up yeah or how they found the guy in uh, the um, the the black guy they found that guy that's right yeah i like that scene that was yeah good scene but how they fairly easy easy yeah a little bit trite to get to all of those points but i thought none of it took me out of the movie it would just felt like oh that's a little convenient oh another bit of convenience oh and yet another and now the corners got his whole he's all messed up and then at the end where it's like i had the glass the whole time but no one asked for it like okay that's a little i'm okay with that i know you are (laughs) it's the spencer factor yeah i'm happy to do it so (laughs) that's kind of it i I thought uh, overall uh, a pretty good movie dave what are your uh what are your sort of final thoughts upon revisiting the movie uh yeah, still liked it. I, I I everything, why I like it the first time all came back to me the second time. I sort of recalled things like the B file from my first watch that I'm like, I either didn't understand sure. or thought it was a little bit easy. So I think this time around a few things more made more sense simply because of subtitles. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And having already seen it before. Yeah, of course. Unfortunately, it's one of those movies where that surprise at the end you know it's coming so you don't quite get that first feel of, of the movie so yeah i was i was pleasant i remember that my first watch i was pleasantly surprised i'm like i like this movie mm-hmm. i didn't think i would i thought this would have been just a, a throwaway sure like one of those six six out of ten harrison's movie between his big films yeah here's a little film yeah just to keep you on like the harrison Firewall. train yeah but mm, it'll i have it on my shelf it, it'll, it'll come off eventually again he's a family man again in that one yeah. so all in all i enjoyed the watch i feel like it's a, i know i've said this a few times before it's a solid seven yeah of a movie uh but great performances and i i love spencer uh just john yep john i just I don't know something about his character. He's just very organic in in that role, and just it, it really fit him. And I think that goes with a lot of the characters in this movie. Uh, so I think with the with the driven by great performances, a story that we don't tackle that often, 
uh, I find mm-hmm. uh, a bit of a courtroom, a bit of a mystery yep. sort of thing. So not really a go-to. So I think it's a nice change of pace, and I'm glad uh, I'm glad I brought it off my shelf, and I'm glad you had some some nice things that you enjoyed your experience. What are your final thoughts and uh, what's coming at us next week? <laughs> well, uh, I'll say this movie. I had never, as I said, I never heard, I heard of it, obviously, but I had never seen it. I didn't know anything about it at all. Went in completely blind and was really impressed by just about every aspect of the movie. I had some quibbles, obviously, with some of the story structure, but the script itself, I thought was excellent. The performances were really good. The, every actor that came on the screen, I was pleasantly surprised by. I, I had either recognized them from other work or was just impressed with what they were doing there in cases of the, of the coroner. Uh, obviously, we've got Bradley Whitford, as I mentioned earlier, who obviously is also on the West Wing in a lead role. So, so having him pop up again as as Sandy Stern's mm-hmm. uh, yes, assistant. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I also like the scene. Uh, just to go back, because I, I hate to do it, but I love that sequence where he kicks Bradford out, uh, Bradley Whitford out of the of the room. Oh yeah, to talk. Yeah, and, yeah. And he says, "I I don't know. We can't we can't subpoena the the telephone records because I I called her so much." And he's yeah. right, like that kind of stuff. You're showing that he's really obsessed. I thought that, he, and he played that really well. But yeah, so I just everything about this movie. And the more I talk about it, I actually kind of think I like it even more than I did when I watched it. Shelf worthy? So, I don't know that it's going to be <laughs> shelf worthy because I think, like you said. Yeah. It's difficult to kind of get that punch again. I, I mm-hmm. watched it twice this week for this movie, yeah. for, this, for this episode. And if I do watch it again, it'll be a long time from now, I think, because of it. But it is definitely in the recommended category. It would be something yeah. that if someone were to ask, I would say, check this out. Yeah. Or worthy of a conversation. Definitely too, worthy of a sure. conversation. It might be. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not to say that it won't be ever on the shelf, but it's definitely uh, it's it's on the short list. I'll presume it'll make it there someday. I'm going to presume <laughs> that. That's perfect. As for next week, uh, I'm really excited. It's uh, Valentine's Day coming oh up. We're in February. <laughs> so I thought I'd pick yeah, yeah. a, a nice romantic film. Oh, great. My wife will appreciate that. Yeah, it's going to be called do uh, uh, this one. Another alternate title for maybe for this movie is uh, The End of the Affair. It's going to be great. Okay. 1999's The End of the Affair coming at you next week. Folks, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And, uh, and you all for uh, joining us. Please follow us on the facebook page off the shelf of phil and dave right there on facebook on the internet please like and rate and subscribe and share most importantly share the podcast with who phil (laughs) (laughs) who are they gonna share it with their Uh, their lawyer with any lawyers uh any femme fatales uh, you may know (laughs) anyone that you presume to be innocent (laughs) or guilty uh we're happy to take all comers uh thank you so much and uh, we'll talk to you next week good night